0: and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop On another wonderful Wednesday, friends, Torch Report 232, the untitled masterpiece. Today, I will be revealing the secrets of global manipulation ahead of the midterm elections. Friends, it's, uh, I gotta tell you, it might be just a little bit late getting this out today. It has been a mind-bender of a morning. <laughs> the research has Taken me down many a rabbit hole I didn't see coming. And I just want to keep digging deeper and digging deeper and deeper. And what the holy smokes, you got to be kidding me, you know. Uh, yesterday, I had tossed out some hypothetical coding, uh, some, some if-then statements that, that would allow – a computer programmer or an algorithm or artificial intelligence to effectively censor free speech without triggering a massive result against censoring free speech. Because, you know, people are going to get a little bit uppity if they realize that the government is censoring free speech. There's just something not right about that. Now, the point of that yesterday was to demonstrate how easy it would be to create an algorithm that would facilitate what they have dubbed Uh, quote, effective and rapid removal, end quote, of online content, of dissenting perspective. And again, this is uh, major because if the content is counter-narrative, then it can be reduced in its reach or it can just be flat out removed. Uh, Put a little link in there in the article here. You want to see what the coding actually looks like? It's 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 hard to to look at it and realize. Well, there's a there's a very small number of people in the world who actually understand computer language well enough to develop artificial intelligence. And this very small group of people who understand those things are in a position to exert a great amount of influence over the future of humanity. Today, I want to drill down on the tipping the scales aspect of these algorithmic solutions. You know, they don't have to. they don't have to completely wipe out all the dissent they just have to lower lower it down lower the reach lower the impact throttle it as they've talked about until uh, the majority of people only the the get what they want them to get. So those who are controlling the flow of information are not censoring all of the information because that's too obvious. They're just throttling the information they don't want you to see uh, to help shape public opinion. And so just to kind of start out here today, uh, this I just put this clip in there, a screenshot from the front page of CNN this morning, the most uh, trusted news source in the Trusted News Initiative. Look at that front page of CNN and what do you see? you see russia ukraine north korea south korea seoul you know israel india china iran nigeria all these countries all around the world but do you see anything on the front page of the cnn that says anything about the us elections being less than one week away is there anything on that front page that indicates how important this midterm election is uh, uh, with regards to control over congress and the and the course of our country no you know, it's nothing. At, that's front page news on a major media outlet. And for many people, this is the only news that they're going to see. And of course, that's just one example. You know, how many people only get their news from CNN or only get their news from Facebook or only get their news from some other social media platform? You know, how many people only go to a few familiar echo chambers to reinforce their already held beliefs, right? That That's kind of, that's human nature. And it's important to understand human nature because the computers, the machines, the AI understand human nature. So we need to understand human nature. So we have a limited amount of time to spend in researching and getting our information. And they're controlling that flow of information, which gives them a great degree of control over what we believe. And the point is that an individual's perspective on what's going on in the world, what's important, what's not important, and how they should feel about it—you know—all of this is directly shaped by the information that we each consume. It's true for all of us, which is why I like to scour uh, many opposing news sources to tease out the broader, more subtle narratives and present it here to you, the fabulous listening audience here at the TorchReport.com. Now, friends, with all of that in mind. Let's get back to the big picture here. The global cabal is actively using artificial intelligence to censor political dissent, to manipulate public perception, and to direct the outcome of elections. Okay? I'll say it again. The global cabal is actively using artificial intelligence to censor political dissent, manipulate public perception, and direct the outcome of elections. Do you want the proof? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Ah, friends, you should want the proof because I know that sounds like an outrageous claim, but here it is. We're going to lay it all down on the table here. You know, the implications of this little known fact that AI is is uh, really directing the outcome of elections, but manipula- manipulating public perception, et cetera. You know, if this is not immediately brought to light, immediately, you know, we are going to suffer immensely. if If it is not, brought to light that the global cabal is using artificial intelligence against humanity, then this is going to lead to nothing less than the enslavement of humanity in all future generations. And I know, again, it sounds crazy, but friends, here is how it happens. Right now, the global authorities declare, have, have declared that misinformation is a threat to public health and safety and they have announced strategies to immunize humanity against the so-called infodemic. It's given rise to a whole new field of study called infodemiology. And to document that, you know, take a look at the World Health Organization's uh, published research agenda for managing infodemics. That gives you some good details there. And then I'll put a couple of uh, graphics here in the article. Again, if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, iHeartRadio, etc., Stitcher, friends, if you're on those platforms, you're not able to see the full content of the article. Just go check out the uh, and you can see what I'm talking about for free. And of course, you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club for as little as $7 a month. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. All right, friends, but these graphics come from the World Health Organization, the WHO's very first infodemiology conference, which was held in June 2020. And this first one here, it's got all this little stuff about Facebook and spreading anti-vax stuff, blah, 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 blah. But take a look at the bottom right of that image, and you'll notice they're talking about what comes next. Well, hey, we're going to use machine learning and AI really machine learning and ai to inoculate to flatten the curve to get more people vaxxed up and all of the above and then consider this second graphic from the same conference june 2020 okay this was put out june 2020 the world health organization's first conference on infodemiology but note in this graphic here the whole of society effort to save the election from misinformation in 2016. Again, this is a really cool cutesy little graphic, Put up by the WHO and their conference here. And it goes on the show that, oh man, hoaxes are attacks on our democracy. And they got 80,000 people to, to volunteer to debunk all of these hoaxes. And they founded this, this nonprofit, Mafindo. Uh, this was all happening in Indonesia, by the way. And now they've got this little flow chart. Oh, look at, wow, they saved the Indonesian elections from the hoaxes. And now they're going to apply this learning to COVID 19. Oh, by the way, in the process of doing all of that, they built a coalition of 24 organizations for fact-checking. I'm sure that those fact-checkers know how to check the facts. Now, what is critical to realize here is that the new science of infodemics launched by the WHO actually originated in political censorship. Okay, The, the infodemic was was – Kind of, it came about at the same time as the pandemic. Like, oh my gosh, we're not just fighting the COVID nineteen pandemic; we're fighting this infodemic because people are doubting everything that we're saying. You know, so we gotta we gotta launch this uh, this effort to immunize humanity against misinformation and all that kind of stuff. We launched the new science of infodemiology and all of that. But if you look. What this is exposing here in this graphic is that this actually originated with political censorship. This graphic shows that Mafindo has been specifically interfering in the outcome of elections by mobilizing, and I quote, social agents of change, end quote. Sounds familiar? Like a bunch of commies! Uh, they're, they're, they're mobilizing these useful idiots against hoaxes and hate speech. That's according to the Mafindo website. Now, as I was digging in, and here's where the rabbits started moving fast. They were scattering like cockroaches under the, you know, under the light. When uh, when it came to light here, as I was digging down on the Mofindo, what are, who are these people? What is this legit? What's this all about? You know, according to the United States uh, damn, the USAID. What is that again? Okay. Uh, The United States Agency for International Development. There we go. I'll get it spit out. So the USAID has funded or they're backing this CounteringDisinformation.org website, which is where I found some more information on Mofindo. And come to find out, it's a grassroots civil society organization, which I've been telling you for a while. You know, I've pointed out many times that the civil society designation, that's communist or socialist society. At any rate, Mofindo started back in 2015. And also, according to the state funded Countering Disinformation Initiative, uh, backed by the USAID, there have been 282 Plus, it says on the website, worldwide interventions similar to the ones in Indonesia. So that would imply that there have been two hundred eighty-two worldwide interventions that wherein they used artificial intelligence and algorithms to interfere with the political outcome of elections. All right, digging deeper, friends. I also find it fascinating that this uh, consortium for elections and political process strengthening. This is SEPS, the CEPPS. This is they're working in cahoots. With the USAID in in uh, backing the Countering Disinformation Organization, at any rate, SEPs, which is also funded with taxpayer money, is working in cahoots with none other than the National Democratic Institute as well as the International Republican Institute and the International Foundation for Electoral Systems, which if you were to look into those things – I put the links there. It goes to the wiki as opposed to the uh, – Formal websites because I feel like the wiki outlines some of the controversies surrounding it better. But all of those institutes—the National Democratic Institute, the International Republican Institute, the, the Foundation for Electoral Systems—these all have direct ties to political appeals upheavals all around the globe, including the coup in Haiti, including you know political crisis in Honduras, and on and on and on. I'm sure, as you are sure, you know, I'm sure we're all sure <laughs> this is just a coincidence, you know, but never mind all of that let's get back to the ai because that is the bigger issue and what we have seen here is that the pandemic gave the global cabal a perfect reason to justify their need to censor free speech in order to keep people safe from misinformation and save lives you know and this this marked a notable shift toward programming people to accept the censorship as if it was for their own good; hence, the use of algorithmic solutions to create behavioral change. Friends, this this is really—I <laughs> can't—I like—I want to emphasize it. I want to stand on top of a mountain and shout it out. Well, you understand? They're using the algorithms t- to create behavioral change. You know, more specifically algorithmic social intervention friends that is a formal term at this point but algorithmic social intervention aims to leverage ai for and i quote optimally targeting and enhancing social and behavioral interventions to achieve to achieve what uh the betterment of mankind no to achieve policy and community level goals so they are using the ai to optimally target and enhance social behavioral interventions in order to achieve their political agenda. That's what it means, you know, and just in case you think this is some fringe and effort, uh, effort, just in case you think I am so far out on the limb, I've lost my freaking mind. Just in case you think I lost my, you know, I got <laughs> lost somewhere. I'm groping around in the dark of some dank, dingy rabbit hole friends. This is mainstream at this point. It's not Ah, uh, that's not the right word. It's not mainstream but if you were to do a search for algorithmic social intervention take a look at the top search result okay there are a little screenshot in the article again the first search result is an algorithmic social intervention from microsoft research and it says social and behavioral interventions are a critical tool for governments and communities to tackle deep rooted societal challenges such as homelessness disease and poverty and i would just uh <clears throat> Extend with a side note. There, uh, these algorithmic social interventions are also going to help people stop resisting the commies taking over the world. <laughs> uh, I just had to say that. But look, it's all in there, friends. Algorithmic social intervention with deep AI. Deep AI. Oh my gosh! You know these guys are freaking everywhere now. Just in passing, it's worth mentioning that this concept of algorithmic social social intervention uh, has been. Being developed for at least 15 years, what were you doing in 2007? Probably not thinking about algorithmic social intervention. I know I wasn't. Uh, At any rate, for the last 15 years, this whole concept has been developed under the watchful eye of a man named Myland Tambe, who is the director of AI for Social Good director of AI for social good. That sounds important. You know, over at Google Research, that's where they're doing the AI for social good. He's also a Harvard professor, but he's been deploying AI for the sake of public safety and counterterrorism since 2007. Let that sink in. How do you think this man votes? I just take a guess, you know. (laughs) Anyway, friends, tying it all together here. The AI and algorithmic social intervention is repeatedly touted as a critical tool for the government to achieve their policy goals. In plain speak, what that means is that Big Gov is using big tech to get what they want, and most people don't realize that it's happening. That's what it means. At least that's my interpretation. Maybe you think differently. If you do, let me know in the comments below. But today, you know, while there are news outlets out there, more news outlets are picking up on the troubling revelations coming from the, uh, the the lawsuit from the attorneys generals from Missouri and Louisiana. They're suing the government, the Biden administration, for censoring speech, free speech. It's come to light that the Department of Homeland Security has been caught colluding with big tech to censor free speech in America, and in fact, this has had a direct impact uh, on our elections. Intelligent people are beginning to realize this is how these public private partnerships, you know, Big Gov and Big Tech together, Big Gov and Big Pharma together, you know, the MIC, the OG MIC, etc. This is how the narrative is being enforced. And there's no doubt it's affecting our elections. And furthermore, you know, it's, it's if not only is it affecting the current election, every indication is that these algorithms have been used to have an impact on the 2016 and the 2020 elections as well. long before most people had ever heard of misinformation or algorithmic solutions. Uh, after all, friends, don't lose sight of the fact that that's what the AI was originally trained to do. That's what that gr- infographic from the WHO pointed out. Hey, look, we used uh, – we used – you know, we fought – Misinformation to save democracy and 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 save the elections, and now we're going to apply the same model to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and we're going to censor public dissent so that we can uh, push the state sanctioned approved narrative in a way that is just irresistible. You know, <laughs> oh friends, it's happening at a global level while there's a lot of people, you know, more and more people are starting to squawk about the government censoring free speech, don't miss the bigger picture. They're actively deploying AI to systematically search and destroy dissenting opinions and proactively shape public opinion. And this is being done to advance the UN sustainable development goals via global AI and other initiatives. Friends, we know it's not a good thing. And despite that fact, here's the catch. This is kind of a, ah, you got to be shitting me. Did I say that out loud? You know, did you know that the scientists don't understand how it works. Great articles there linked over to Vice. They're like, we don't understand how it actually works. We just throw all this code into a black box and it gives us the answers that we want. In other words, friends, the machines are learning faster than we are. They have been trained in behavioral psychology and social intervention. They've been given a set of goals. They're actively censoring our conversations and manipulating public perception to achieve specific political outcomes and, Remind me who wrote that code again. Friends, what could go wrong? Oh, my gosh. Ah. <laughs> Let me know in the comments below uh, what you think, friends. What? How, how could this all play out? You know, That's the message of my heart for today. We need to wake up to what's happening here, and we need to wake up fast. We need to share this message with as many people far and wide to help it come front and center as a talking point to what's actually interfering with our elections, what's actually uh influencing every aspect of our lives friends if you're enjoying this podcast please do me the great honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and above all else the greatest honor of all is if you share this with everyone you know get out there and embrace this wonderful wednesday and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon